Hi, hello, welcome back to the Gone Off on a Tangent podcast, back with part two of our Whatever Floats Your Goat special with Greg Bateman. As always, this podcast is brought to you in association with Small Beer Limited, Britain's leading cask ale and craft beer wholesaler. Head to all the W's, smallbeerwholesale.co.uk. We also have branded merch available in the form of beanie hats, available at thetipsyimp.co.uk, with all proceeds going to a men's mental health charity. Well, that's enough from me. Let's hear more from our guest. So making that transition into life after rugby, Greg, you mentioned earlier that you uh, managed to retire on your own terms. I did, yeah. Um, I, one of the really sad things about playing um, professional sport is you watch a lot of your mates um, get forced to retire through injury or they can't get another contract or um, any number of, of issues. And I was at a club, which I won't, I won't name, um, and there was four lads that got injured within like a a four month period and um, one went off to go and be a teacher one was a tree surgeon one went into recruitment and the other one went to go and be a surveyor um, and I remember these job titles right because not because there's anything wrong with those jobs uh, they're all great jobs but I know that none of those lads wanted to do those as a career and nothing terrified me more than doing something I didn't want to do because I'm a very passionate I'll do anything individual but for something I really believe in. And I think doing something half-assed is just not in my makeup. So I was very conscious from my time with that club that I wanted to get as much experience as I could. So I started tapping up sponsors, going and doing internships at Stock Brokerage, uh, a baby clothing company to go and sit in their marketing team, a manufacturer um, that made snacks, you name it, just sat in loads of different, all my days off I'd spend and go and do like a day's work for a, f- a few months at a time to to learn more importantly what I didn't want to do more than what I did want to do. Um, and I was sort of coming towards the end of my career, was offered a job to go and be a relationship manager at a private bank, which was like the absolute gig. This is like <laughs> a really decent salary, taking rich people out for lunch, and I was like, listen, I'm really happy to do it, but I failed my mass GCSE like three times. I'm, I don't think I'm the guy to offer, Same club. <laughs> offer financial advice. Uh, and they're like, oh, no, 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 the office does that. You just take them out. And I was like, but because I'd done my time in the stock brokerage and my best mate works in finance, you know, and it's cracking. All the deals are done in the pub in the evening and, and all that stuff. But because I'd similar spent in my the beer industry, it is indeed, yeah, it's not it is indeed. similar. It's a relationship business. But because I'd done that time, I knew that that wasn't what really motivated me. Was I'm not massively motivated by sitting in front of a spreadsheet or you know just returns and all the rest of it. I would consider myself a a capitalist with a conscience. Like I, I like thinking about how we can make a difference and and doing different things. Um, so I, I had a property business for a period of time, uh, but I also blagged my way onto an MBA while I was at, at Leicester. Um, and one of the modules that we did there was about social entrepreneurship. So we went to go and visit these people in Thailand that were like uh, funding a children's home. So sorry, this is a massive tangent, but you know. So you go, can do a plug. Go that <laughs> useless prick over there. No, I've got you, buddy. Um, and 
because in Thailand at age seven, school's not free. And loads of kids, unfortunately, uh, end up being given up by their parents because their parents can't afford to send them to school. So this American professor went out there to go and set up like a social enterprise to teach parents how to make money by um, starting small businesses. And that might be sewing, jewellery making, ecological farming practices, all that stuff. And uh, because I dabbled in property, done some bits with coffee and learned how to brew and bits and bobs at the time, sort of was a very formative experience for me that you can make some money, but you can also look after people on the way. Um, And I think the sort of melting pot of all those things has kind of led me to where I am now, which is something I'm really passionate about. So something that's very close to our hearts as a, as a, as a podcast, and it's something we'll, we discuss on um, almost every other show because of personal experiences um, with, with ourselves or with, with friends and, and, and families, uh, is, is men's mental health. It's something that is is generally very important to us. Uh, we've had a couple of shows, unfortunately, that we've had to discuss friends that have, have sadly taken their own life. Um, one very recently, or I well, felt quite recently, but it's... it's Every year, yeah. every year now uh, which is incredible so i read a, a brilliant piece uh either you done or was done about you in i think it was independent um in research yes i did research for this uh whatever you can call this um this podcast and um one of the things that was it was described as was uh you going on to your your instagram and bearing your soul the reason that i wanted to share my experience was because and you know i'll, I'll tell you about how i ended up where I ended up but the reason I wanted to share my experience was because there was a turning point for me well two major turning points one was having a pint with my best mate that actually got me talking because I had no idea what was going on but two when I found out that this is actually a massive issue um, because I honestly thought I was the only person in the world that had ever struggled um, with this stuff and then realized that one in four of the population struggle with um and i think when i was sort of with my counselor i was kind of like i feel like if i knew that this was a bigger issue i wouldn't have felt like such a, a fanny or a failure when i was really struggling if that makes sense um so it was important to me to share that experience for everyone else, not for me. I turned my phone off for like the the rest of that weekend and didn't look at it because I was quite nervous because I didn't want people to think I was doing it for any other reason other than that. But also it is, you know, I, I speak about this stuff a lot. I'm asked to, to talk about this stuff a lot and for all the right reasons. But it, it is a bit draining um, being vulnerable at times. Um, but by doing that, I mean, there are still people that message me to this day that are like, Mate, I cannot thank you enough because that helped me start a conversation with my lad or you know, my nephew was struggling or we didn't know how to engage our daughter but we gave her the article because the original article was in the Sunday Times uh, with David Walsh. Um, so I I knew that I'd achieve what I wanted to achieve by doing it um, but it didn't make it any easier at the time. Do you know what I mean? No. <laughs> Had that pint and, and opened up and the one thing that's, with obviously sport at the minute is doing a, I think a really good job of, of taking away all the stigmas because it's just, it just, it just shouldn't be a stigma. And the one thing we always say is just talk. I know that's, but it's so much easier said than done. Um, well, if I may, and I, I, I don't, um, 
disagree and I don't want to discourage at all, but it the the primary skill is listening. Um and let's go back a step. Mental health is a pyramid, right? Social, psychological, biological. Social's this stuff. How are you feeling? What's going on? Like go down the pub, the you know, social connections. Psychological is talking therapy, counsellors, um, CBT, biological, pharmaceutical intervention because there's like a chemical, whatever. Now I've been on all three of those pyramids and it's important to share that so that people know that I'm not just coming at this as some some bloke, you know. Um, but the large majority of research points to if we were better on a social level, we would require less intervention on a psychological and biological level. And one of the major things with starting to talk to people is being heard properly. And that doesn't mean I know exactly how you feel because you're doing it for the right reasons, for the with empathy and all the rest of it. But the actual right way to have that conversation would be I, you tell me more about it or just get them talking. And one of uh, there's a really powerful um, workshop that we do for some of our pub groups and stuff, actually. I've got these two guys that used to be um, in the military. I'm not allowed to say what band of the military they were in but they used to interrogate people so they're experts at opening people up like if you need to know where the shit is they'll find out where it is and i got to meet them through various connections we said should we try a beer tasting talking session where you teach people how to have really difficult conversations and i'll teach people about beer but what we'll teach everybody is that if we just became a little bit better at holding conversations we'll be better off and um we've had legal firms get us in to do it we've had um corporate well-being firms have had us in to go and do it and all of the stuff i've learned from them is how to hold a conversation where i just learn to ask you the right questions to get you to talk rather than me telling you what i think that you're saying if that makes sense and there's a time for that but really really long-winded answer to to the not even that you asked me a question is it's not just about talking we need to be able to listen really impactfully as well so that people will talk more and that's one of the problems we have is that yeah just talk and then people just get told that oh yeah no i know exactly how you feel my cat got run over last week not quite the same you know yeah because the issues that are for you are for you and then obviously that was amazing. Thank you, man. That was uh, it's incredible. Um, as I say, with it's 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 it feels a bit like a uh, a minefield sometimes, just because of the, the way the world is. Now I've got I've got a friend who does a, a mental health charity. I go to Leeds with him, and, and I hadn't quite grasped what he did. He does a, does a brilliant podcast that he does, and he would he would talk very openly about his own experiences or what have you. And then we were we were in a, in a we were going to West Ham away randomly. I think I tweeted about it from from the from the thing, and. Um, he was literally trying to save somebody's life and it was just from this charity and it was just like shit okay wow okay that's uh that's a heavy burden for him to think but it's such a, a cause for him um it's, he's basically nottingham it's very similar to that he does a group similar to the, you know the andy's man club mm. i think there's one in lincoln actually that meet on mondays at Cincinnati um from for memory and he does a very similar group to that and it's just there's like you say it's just there's so much knowledge still to be gained in, in that in that um 
in that world. So you say you give talks in terms of corporate talks and yeah, invited I mean, in. Yeah, it's not it, it's not like it's a major focus for um, us as a company, but it's you know it's a, a string to the bow that we have in terms of the support that we try and offer either customers or you know an, ins- an insurance companies. You know, they're not buying kegs of beer off me, but um, it was a really interesting evening for them where you know quite often they have speakers in or come and do something actually they've got these dudes up here one used to play rugby two used to do some cool stuff that can't tell you where they were where he adds a bit of intrigue uh and you want to you know give it a go um but i think the other thing i'd probably say is um on the social level is that rather than talking around stigma and mental health is effectively there's skills we need to learn to be mentally fit confidence self-esteem uh communication resilience those things it's um there's nine mental fitness skills somebody look them up quickly um and because we're not taught this stuff at school we end up getting to later life when and it's a pretty complicated, difficult world we live in at the moment. What we were talking earlier, but thanks to uh, our friends in Westminster, it's not made any simpler. Um, and because we're not in, uh, have those skills taught to us when we're younger, we're sort of left out in the big wide world with no reference to how to deal with really difficult emotions. And I remember sort of talking with my uh, counselor at the time. I was like, "Well, I just think I'm really angry." She's like. I don't think you are angry. I think you're really sad. I was like, well, I'm not sad. Why do I want to punch you in the face? But it's just <laughs> because I don't know what sadness felt like. I'm like, what? Tell me, tell me what that should feel like. And she's having to describe to me how I actually felt um, because we weren't taught that. But at school, you know, with great difficulty, some dipsticks trying to teach me about Pythagoras, which I've still not used to this day. But it would have been really helpful if somebody had talk to us about how we deal with really heavy emotions how do we hold a difficult conversation how do we deal with stress and we can't go through life expecting to not have stress and not have difficulties but how we how we deal with them and how we adapt to the the cards that we're dealt is such a massive massive thing the choice by edith Iger is a great book on that Auschwitz survivor um she's a counselor i think she's still alive i hope so um and brilliant she's just talked she was made to dance for Mengele you know the that horrible doctor doc- death yeah, yeah. That horrible doctor and her whole thing is around you cannot control basically the cards you dealt but you can choose what you do with it and you know we talk about cards to be dealt with you're dancing for an absolute psychopath in the middle of the war mm-hmm. yeah but she's chosen to go down a path of helping people get out of that you must have heard our podcast two weeks ago. We were going to create a school. Change the curriculum, weren't we? Change, Change the curriculum. curriculum yeah. uh, that's another class we need. We were basically doing how to cook. We don't. You don't need Pythagoras. Yeah. No, one, no one cares about that. But how to actually cook a pie <laughs> in rather fact, than I've pie. Heard Pythagoras tonight and Pythagoras in that. And that's the only <laughs> two times I've heard it since I was in that <laughs> lesson. Couldn't explain what it is. <laughs> but I know it as a thing. And we, we were saying about you're just not taught real stuff like how to get a mortgage and 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 how interest rates work and all that so you just have to learn that when you're older like mm. some and it comes some, as a massive shock some idiot let me buy a house i mean i've no idea who the hell at whatever bank i use let me do that but they're an idiot and i knew nothing about it and then you just seem to i just seem to i seem to stumble into like 
oh, so that's gone up. So now I have to do this and I have to find this. And he's just like, you just have to be a grown up at some point. It's crazy. Mm. And it, like, we were saying, it's more around cooking for us, wasn't it? Mm, there was yeah. some other funny stuff. Go back and listen to it. There was some other stuff that you got involved with, Wilson. But like even cooking, like making lasagna. And like, you see, why would you ever buy a lasagna from a shop when you can, unless you're starving, it's 2 a.m. and you're pissed and you really want a lasagna? You should be able to but make then, a lasagna. But then you need a microwave, so. Microwave. <laughs> I don't have a microwave, you know. You don't have a microwave? No, no I don't need it. Gourmet. But we were saying, <laughs> this, saying about life skills and shit. You're like, you, sh- you, should, you should be taught better at school with that sort of stuff. Have, like, they just got like home econo- economics, oh, didn't they? Years, yeah, <laughs> put your teeth in. Uh, years ago, but I'm sure they still do that as, as much as they used to. It's just, no. just crazy. Like just an hour a week on, like I say, how to get a mortgage and how that all works and what you'll deposit you'll need and this and the other. And even, even I go as far as saying careers. Like I absolutely stumbled into everything I've ever done. Didn't leave school particularly educated, not you can tell. Uh, basic GCCs, that sort of thing. No one told me I could go and be, uh, believe it or not, fitness instructor and lifeguard and apprenticeship. Then no one told me I could go do hospitality, which is what, where I met down at Lincoln City. And I was running, uh, helping run the venue, learning how beer work, blah, blah, blah. And then two years later, I'm selling beer. I've done it for 15 years. No one told me at school, that's like, you can do these sort of things in life. I mean, who told you you could be an estate agent? No one. A bad one at that. <laughs> yeah. Did never sell you the house. It, no, his colleague did, uh, but no, it, it, but no one teaches you about that. It, 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 especially when I was at school, it was you were pushed down the route of education, 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 which was the mantra at the time in sort of early two thousands of go to sixth form. Well, I am definitely not suited for that. But no one would tell me about career you, careers you could go and have, and it, I, find, I still find that to this day frustrating. There's other things you could do, like you said about coping mechanisms and. and Learning. I noticed Wilson hasn't Googled that thing that you asked him to Google. No, no, don't, no. don't worry. But I think that... <laughs> He's our Googler. There's loads in what you're saying, which I think is... There's lots of merit to it. But I think I totally know how you feel. I'd really struggled at school because I, I, I'm not very good at sitting and concentrating. I'm, you know, I just wanted to play sport or yeah. hang out with my mates or try and chase girls around the back of the bike shed. Like, I wasn't... <laughs> that way inclined especially at state school and going to private school it was um real eye-opener because like at state school you're not cool if you put your hand up and you know the answer to a question are you you're not but at private school, i rarely did it mate yeah, so. yeah i mean you wouldn't know so. you look at that guys. um, um but at private school, just that culture change of like, it was actually cool to know the answers or like uh, it was really encouraged to develop yourself and go and do stuff. And I remember my first meeting with the uh, with the headmaster at the time. I don't think he's the headmaster there anymore, but um, he was like, look, you know, you're obviously coming here because you're good at rugby, but don't just be a rugby player. Be a singer, be a dancer. And I was looking at this guy, fucking what? Be a you singer, like a be move. a dancer, whatever. Well, you got moves in you. But... Years later, I've realised that it's actually, it's opportunities, isn't it? Yeah. And if you had the opportunity to go and do different things. At my state school, they used to get um, building firms in to come and, you know, do bricky stuff with the, the lads that weren't really doing that well in class and whatever. And it was kind of, you know, it was all seen as the thick lads went down to go and do that stuff. But it would have been great if we'd had opportunities to go and do that. Actually, we're going to take you out for a day, you know, come and see how hospitality works or what and think about hospitality as an industry really struggling to get people through the door yeah. but in terms of opportunities there's an awesome 
industry to develop yourself and you know you can be a market People in skills one week and, and, yeah. yeah massive it's an industry where charisma creates opportunity in that industry it's yeah. the reason I got anywhere because I can hold a conversation in, in different circumstances and I see that in young people all the time I think you'd be great in hospitality because you, you're holding a conversation now and we're having a pint or what have you but it's it's interesting about school I, I, I was leaving sixth form and I, I stopped going and just it wasn't for me and I was sat down to say right obviously you're like an exit interview type thing and he basically just laid into me <laughs> just said well your life's done in it basically you're, you're what are you going to do yourself I always remember as well when I when I actually got my GCSEs to go back in sixth form, my head of year was just like, he was so, he was so nailed on. He thought I was fucking done. Like he never thought I was coming back. That when I got actually got my results, I was like, yep, another two years of me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the DT club. Yeah. I also remember leaving with my GCSE slip. It told me all, it, it uh, yeah, there's a lot of swearing on there, a lot of Fs. And I remember leaving, I was going to Reading Festival in 2003. And I remember thinking to myself, I'll be all right. I'll be okay. That's fine. It is what it is. I, I didn't Thing put much stock it, in that anyway. If you're a doer, you'll always get somewhere. Definitely. Like I, I, I'm much. You're like doing you. 48 jobs. <laughs> I, I got to a point where I was. I, I realized relatively quickly. I just like revise your exams. Like, well, I can go and do as much revision as you want me to do, but nothing's staying in my head. Like random Identical, stuff stays in my head. Yeah. In my head. Like I remember how many Lincoln fans were away at Cheltenham on a Friday night in two thousand and three. Like that's the sort of shit that sticks in my head. Not like Pythagoras' theorem, all that sort of stuff. It was three, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how many number. was it? One hundred and twenty-seven. Um, and but those are the sort of like anything like coursework, assessment, like as in physical assessment. If you're doing like PE and stuff the doing of stuff was always the more appealing side of education to me. And that's kind of transpired into what I've always done. But if you've got the attitude to go and do something that, that will stand you in, in as good a stead as anything than totally knowing all your, you know, everything that's in a textbook or. We had very similar paths, me and you, because you were hospitality before yeah. and then got into beer sales. And it, side and of it, the bar to the other. Yeah, very much so. And it's a, it's a well-trodden path actually. And it, it but it works, but I mean, let's be honest, you, you've put your, my job and your job, and your job as well, actually, to some extent. Yeah. You're just talking to people, just holding a conversation. I never even think of myself as selling, ever. No. You well, just, you've just no. tried to sell that to Dan for the last three hours, but... In the, yeah, <laughs> in the gap in between. <laughs> no, no, I'm, he's absolutely right. Oh, yeah, you, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> he, he never said yesterday. Yeah, no. I haven't closed yet. Not yet. Um, I haven't closed yet. Don't buy off ticket salesman. <laughs> but... Relationships are, are massive, and you know, kind of going back to where we started at the beginning of this tangent was uh, strength of relationships and social connections are massive, and a sense of community is huge, um, and it makes a real difference to society if we have closer knit communities, um, regardless of what you want to do, whether you want to get something out of somebody or you want to uh, develop your career or whatever. If you can build good relationships you'll find opportunities whether that's work or um, you know personally or whatever so to bring it around to what you're doing now i'm going to find this quote uh, and i believe this is it's in quotations um so it must be uh, one of yours uh you used to play rugby or i used to play rugby uh, and you're now brewing positivity is that the company line or is that one of yours uh well that's our Statement, yeah. Mantra. P- people's Captain is Brewing Positivity. Yeah. So, yeah. So, People's Captain Brewery, 
How long have you been going now? As in its current form, three years. Just turned uh, just turned three. Um, but I learned to brew with a uh, friend of small beer, Andrew Reed, back when I was living legend. Living legend. Saw him today. Passes on his regards. titan of the industry. Titan of the industry. And I learned to brew with with Mrs. Reed actually, um, because I was sponsored by a pub group, and they wanted to do a beer to celebrate that I was their player sponsor of the year. Uh, what should we call it? Uh, and I was like, well, nicknames people's captain, whether that's uh, self proclaimed or not, is still a mystery to be honest. But um, just wanted to give it a go, and you know, it was around that time that life was getting tough, and something to do every twenty minutes for eight hours is actually a really good thing to keep your mind off it. I kind of fell in love with the process. Um, and then we did a launch night at the Parcel Yard. If you ever run, want to run a successful beer company, don't put Manu behind the bar because you just, <laughs> nobody buys drinks. Um, but you have a great time. So it depends <laughs> what you're looking for. It's not good for the bottom line. But... No. Um, well, their bottom line. Um, and it again was one of those evenings where people coming up and kind of going, what hops did you use and where did you brew it and what temperature and all this stuff you like what was the original gravity uh, don't know, don't know. <laughs> um but a lot more of it was around the article or thanks so much it's so great to spend some time with you outside of you know just trying to get a signature or whatever and it was kind of this melting pot of these social moments are happening all the time around us all in pubs everywhere and what for me, the turning point was having a pint with my best mate in a pub. That's what really helped me. So I wanted a brand that stood for those social moments, and I wanted to brew positivity, in inverted commas. Um, and that's what we stand for, is we want to make great beer, um, and we donate to mental health initiatives from um, some of our profits. But also, I'd like to think that we turn up in a in a slightly different way, you guys have worked in beer for a long time. Most of the marketing bump you'll get will be about the company, about the brand, and about the beer. Fuck all about the customer or about them and their Consumer. life and what they're trying to do. Um, whereas actually, I'm, I suppose what people's captains trying to do is trying to inspire people that they can make a difference and that they can be part of something just by drinking great beer. Are you still brewing now? Are you still head brewer, or if you no, no, I can say you moved into the other side of the business now. God no, um, <laughs> no. Well, two reasons is uh, one, my garage is, wouldn't be big enough uh, for for a brewery, and two, uh, there's plenty of people that can brew much more consistently and better than I can. So, uh, team up with the big guys to do that. I get very jealous of talented brewers because this the beer now. It's I mean, obviously it's as old as time since God were a lad, but in terms of beer flavor and profiles and, and what you can get on the market now, it's, I mean, I work for a Dutch Belgium importer and, and it's historic and the beer is incredible, but it, there's always new beer styles coming out and it's just an incredible time to be a drinker. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, I, again, I think that that's around experience and new and this is cool. And I think, that's where, for me, we're sort of not in that race. We don't really come out with, with specials all the time. We did a special with Tony's Chocolate Only, did a special, special with uh, Budgie Smuggler. Uh, we got a couple di- different ones, but they're always meaningful. Um, but it's much more about what we do with it. The latest special we did was Lucid's Lager, which is a version of our lager, but 10p a pint goes to Lucid's. And it's all been about 
what they're trying to do, putting mental health leads in rugby clubs. Nothing to do with, oh, Dan, I've got a new lager for you. It's got, rather than Hellatow hops, it's got, it's boring, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, we love it. Yeah. <laughs> but, that, but without being rude, you you guys are such a minutiae of, oh, no. of yeah. beer drinkers. Actually, most people want to have a great pint, but they want to have it with their mates. And they want to have that experience rather than be told this is the best beer in the world. And everybody hates that person in their friendship group that tells them that they're drinking shit beer. You like what you like, don't you? So I'm not here to try and tell people that we've got the best beer in the world. It just so happens the beers are really good, but it's much more about what you do with it, you know? And I always do a fantastic job of underselling people, it. So. Yeah. And people, because we, we we've all been in that situation, it's like, what are you drinking that for? But it's... Again, you can't help your palate. We're just very lucky that we've been exposed to a, an unbelievable part of the market. You, whereas a lot of kind of beige down the down the line know what they like, and that's it. You you said that line. Um, you have them friends, and both of these <laughs> I realized it was them. Uh. <laughs> no, well, and that's yeah. Uh, there wasn't a, a criticism, but I'm like that with with my coffee, uh, with my wine. You know, mm. I'm I'm a beer snob as well, but. I think um, you, you're dead right, Dan. You, you know you're very lucky that you're at um, the leading cask and craft ale distributor in the UK. Uh, so you have. A, a, you're welcome, Rob. If you like <laughs> um, I definitely will. Be. He, so you, your exposure to that market is so much greater than your average Joe that walks into a pub, and it's yeah, one of a few brands. You want to try having all your friends and industry colleagues who know you as a person who works for said wholesaler and won't shop about the weirdest beer on the planet and go and do three years selling Carlin <laughs> and, then, and, and see what people talk about you then. And then I've come back. It's fine. I've come back. It's okay. But my friends have literally seen me go go from talking about Coors, Carlin, Madrid, that, all that core beer and uh, to back in this world now. And they hate me again now. So that's that's fine. That is fine. I'll tell them all about road and back, not a problem. So would I be right in saying, Greg, then, obviously, because I'm probably the, the noob out of us four in terms of what I know, in terms of that beer. So for you, it's more about who the beer's for rather than what it is. Um, yeah, I, I just think that... So yes is the short answer, but in a market where there is no shortage of great beer, when was the last time you had a, a terrible beer? When I ordered you, I yeah. ordered you a Carlin at my birthday. Carlin, You're like, yeah. oh no! <laughs> yeah, thanks for the invite. Um, <laughs> but the, the, you know, there is no shortage of great beer out there. Really tough market to break through. You know, so am I going to try and spend my time convincing these people that want to try all this weird stuff from Belgium, Holland, and all the rest of it, and to convert to a, a brand where actually our whole mission is around something completely different mm -hmm. and beer is almost a vehicle for us to do what we're doing because it's where in uk and british culture that's where people are catching up um now we want to sell beer because obviously that's what helps fund us doing the good work we do helps donate to charities and we get to do more cool stuff um and as i say i'll don't necessarily know if I've worked the balance out of how I undersell the beer all the time. But it's because what's got us to where we've got to has been the mission, the purpose, all the rest of it. Because 
when you go out and visit another pub, you could just be another another beer that might turn up and might do okay for a bit until the next new one comes around. Whereas, you know, the social scene has been around for as long as God were a lad, mm-hmm. you said earlier. <laughs> uh, for anyone listening who just thinks we go and get drunk all the time... Uh, You're absolutely right. <laughs> that is definitely part of the job. But it, it's a tough old life out there when you're schlepping around. Let me say earlier about my life at Coors uh, in, in the north, as I was, selling carling Coors. It was a hell of a lot easier than going to 31, 35 venues a week and trying to sell fruit beer and other beers of that. So it's a, it, you're right, It's a for that side of the industry, it's crazy because there's so much competition and X amount of percentage of, of people will drink macro beer and, and, and lagers and stuff. So it is, so you're right, it's the right angle to take because it's such a difficult market, it really is. We live and breathe it every day, but it is, it is a, it's a tough old market to sell beer in because there's so much good beer out there, is, yeah. is honest answer. Well, it is that, and also, you know, it's, trade has had a tough old uh, few years, isn't it, since COVID, it's been tough. Yeah, it's been them. brutal. So people have been nervous about taking bets. Um, having said that, you know, we, within our first year, we're a named strategic partner of Punch. Um, we do quite a bit with them. We train mental health first aiders in their pubs. We send them a lot of beer every year. Um, and the couple of fairly senior people in that business have almost become like mentors to me as it were you know made it pretty clear that they could definitely buy cheaper beer from somewhere that they can get a lot more margin on but it's not going to have anywhere near the impact that what a company like that wants to be able to have i always sell it on the fact they get to see me every sort of 10 days if that if that's what you're into then i'm here if if it's not i won't come back take it Uh, i don't come back very often um so that that's the charity where you climbed Mont Blanc for, all right? Uh, so Looseheads was the charity. yeah the Looseheads charity. Is it Loosehead Foundation? Yeah, yeah. So slight correction: we weren't able to climb Mont Blanc because of the weather. So we, but we had to do Grand Paradiso beforehand, and then we climbed Monte Rosa, which is a little bit shorter than uh, Mont Blanc. As a man who's gone up a mountain, it ain't easy, is it? Uh, honestly the hardest thing it's I've brutal ever done, yeah um I remember speaking far. to you the week after and you were just like honestly i am broken like everything i've ever done i've never been in this much pain the summit day on the first <clears> mountain <throat> took us 11 and a half hours it's incredible what you put your body through my and mind. average heart rate for 11 and a half hours was 155 that's the average so obviously you, you know when you're up at the top it's you know, 180 190 all <laughs> I was absolutely broke. I very nearly didn't try and do the second one because I I couldn't walk. It was savage. And then I suppose the background to this is uh, since retiring, my childhood asthma's come back. And um, I'm not sure if it's related to having had COVID a long time ago or whatever. And um, had an x-ray before I went because I... They were like, oh, you know, sure, it'll be fine. We'll just give you some slightly stronger uh, inhalers to take with you. Sure, it'll be all right. Um, but we'll take an X-ray, and you know, we'll have the results, and then we'll just tell us if there's anything structural. But you tell you fine to go. We got back and found out I had pneumonia. Oh fuck! Okay. <laughs> um, They're like, oh well, it would have been great if you didn't. <laughs> else. Well, thanks very much. Um, so, uh, as an experience, it was fucking awesome. Afterwards, 
during it, I hated every single minute of it, every single step, every part of that experience was a nightmare for me. But I'm super proud that we raised them a good amount of money. I'm super proud that we did it. And I think on reflection, there hasn't been many moments in my post-retirement life where I've had nothing else to think about all day. You have no choice when you're, you know, four and a half thousand meters in the air to just focus on your feet in front of you. Yeah, we next were, step. Yeah. We were like literally walking with a crevasse next to us, and like, it's terrifying. And I'm not great at heights either. And I stupidly, I know it sounds really silly, but like I didn't think we would feel like we were really high because I just thought it would be like a, yeah, like a steep walk. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying. Um, but at the top of Grand Paradiso, you had to like shimmy along this ridge that's maybe about a foot wide with a thousand foot of fresh air behind you and it's terrifying um my ass just fell out listening to that sentence (laughs) um so i would recommend anybody that that is listening the the documentary video is up and it's well worth a watch because it take you through the emotional journey where can they find that the video uh on our youtube channel cool which is people's captain youtube (laughs) just type that in you'll find it look on Uh, look on our insta you'll find it i uh agree because when i did mine years 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 ago and came down i've never felt elation like it that first pint when i got back and steak and kidney pie out what mountain was it uh did you just go steep hill hill, steep hill does that not count (laughs) count? um did the english peaks oh nice yeah so uh we did cute yeah yeah not not (laughs) quite (laughs) that was mean sorry sorry do you mean where did we raise money for charity as well? I think I can't remember. Uh, but that's got the same elevation in it as uh, as a big one, isn't it? The Three Peaks. Don't try and it has combat yeah. it now. Uh, yeah, we did Great Gable on the Friday, and then we did whatever the Scarfo Pike on the is that, yeah. But it's a similar thing. You get to the top, and you just think it's going to be what have you, and you get there, you go, oh, actually, I could die here. Actually, if I'm <laughs> if I keep talking and fucking about, which is my way. I could be in trouble. We, we, the sense of elation when we got back was incredible. It was awesome. And half the group had welched by the next day as well. They did the great game on the Friday and we got into a bit of trouble. We had some military guy take us up and uh, yeah, he, he, <laughs> he didn't really assess the different levels. So shit got real on the Friday and then half the group went, no, I'm not doing that again. So it is what it is. But it was, it was good fun. It's good fun. I, I plan to do, some friends of mine have just done um, Snowden. They've just done, they've just done that. Snowden, that's right, isn't it? Yeah, just done that, and the, they really enjoyed it. But again, one of my my best friend, he's he's six foot six, is he in six foot six? And he did it, and there's some pictures of him where he does not look comfortable or happy. Uh, you you want to be long longer legged and as light as you can. Um, that was the advice I was given on arrival. Are <laughs> <laughs> uh, we getting the stretch yeah. out? What are, we, what are we doing? Yeah, how's 130 kilos at five ten suiting you? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, just totally the wrong shape. But who next, did you do it with? Uh, Kai Horseman, Phil Dolman, two lads I played with at Chiefs. Um, but next year's will be uh, slightly different, a little bit more. Uh, yeah, very different. So we'll see. We'll see. Yet to announce that. Keep an eye out for that. You're not climbing anything because you keep saying about heights. We uh, we on on the episode that's gone out now. This is ooh, past tense. Um, we talked about there's a, there's a, uh, a guy a listener we know that and his his daughter's jumping out of a plane uh, for, yeah, for, for, for for mine charity. We were saying we really struggled with that. I can, could you do that? No, no. I'd get up there and I just I'm not sure I'd be able to jump. Okay. I'm okay with heights when I'm in a secure area, but 
anything. A, pl- like. a, do- a plain door you're going to struggle with. Very much so. And now go out of it. Yeah, so she, yeah, she's doing that. Should we um, do one? Skydive? There's a pod. We literally just said we can't do it. Yeah, but why not? You're like an excitable puppy. Yes, do it. No, no, I don't look mind. at me, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you got no chance. No. no. Absolutely not. I'll never do that. No. Moving on. I'll do it if you do it, Wilson. I'll do it. Oh, shit. <laughs> Verbal contracts are binding. Uh, this is the most important bit of the podcast now. We're about to learn a lot about you. Okay. I want three of each. Classic Desert Island. So, three. You want to stick on Desert Island? got your beer with you we'll let you take your beer so you can drink decent beer we're over there we're not going to give you a credit carlin to go over there um three songs you're taking with you leonard skinhead Freebird. nice uh i'm thinking i'm thinking of uh, am I, you're thinking credibility aren't you that's what you're thinking now no i'm thinking about the songs that i'm trying to Play my children so that I don't have to keep listening to Taylor Swift and very <laughs> nice. No, a bit of Tay Tay. Trying to no, I'm a big fan of Taylor. She she'll feature um, because I'd want a song for each of those. So something by Bastille for the lad, and something by Taylor Swift for the daughter. Don't really mind which songs; they all sound the same. <laughs> <laughs> they don't, they don't. I love you, Taylor. You I saw a uh, I saw a quote about Bastille from I think it was Noel Gallagher. Basically, said they asked about Bastille. And he said, "If they were around when we were at the top, we'd have fucking killed them." <laughs> like, have you heard their music? They're all right, Bastille, aren't they? No Oasis, but all right. right. He's all a wedding right. DJ, by the way, Matt uh, Wilson. Yeah. So for you know, for a nine-year-old lad, I'm quite happy with that. It, the, we've oh, it's moved, better than we could be listening to. We've moved away from the sort of Perry Grip sort of stupid music now, so we're starting to seed in the good stuff. But my daughter Maddie is pretty good. Leonard Skinner, ACDC, The Who, she's she's all right. She joins in. Nice. I was in the kitchen earlier. My daughters were eating, and one of them was singing a lead song. I've never been prouder. <laughs> and it, but the problem was the line she was singing was about breaking somebody's legs. Um, nice yeah not great I was a bit disturbed actually because Noah came through the kitchen this morning singing Marching On Together what a boy <laughs> genuinely he looks nothing like me either I know we were at a thing the other week and somebody drunk said, asked said that my wife uh, his wife was my wife but she's a big Leeds fan so I'm just asking more on, questions mate just get by over her mate by the day get over her like you did what are your uh, <laughs> hey bingo uh, what are your there's Island songs. Um, never, done, never done this on the pod, I don't think. Have you not? I think we have. No, we did Music Shuffle, where we, we tried to embarrass each other with three songs off the shuffle, but it actually went surprisingly well. What are yours? Um, mine... These are going to be shit, by the way. No, they're not. He's got a horrendous taste in music. No, I haven't. Well, I have, yeah. Um, <laughs> I have got really bad taste. Um, one of them would be What a Difference a Day Makes, because it was the song that played when Noah was born, so it would... Quite a happy song for me. Uh, Why did you have the radio one? Hey? Why did you have the radio one? They did. Did they? Yeah. Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> Play Slipknot. Uh, I would probably have uh, an Oasis song in there. Probably um, probably Champagne Supernova. Classic uh, bit of goodie. And, oh God. I hate being put under the spotlight. Sorry. Um, or on the spot, either or. 
What did I say? Unders. I got battered earlier when I said something wrong, so you can have it. Um, I don't know what my third one would be. I'm not sure. I'll think about it. Okay. Uh, you've got TV shows next. But I think I know what they are. Uh, TV shows, Greg. Same thing. I'm taking... Just after you've finished listening to Taylor Swift. <laughs> yeah. Over and over <laughs> and over. I try and crack a coconut. Da, da, da. <laughs> um, I would take something... You know, I want a series that I can that I can go through. Probably enjoyed. I mean, some really good series. Uh, Bosch, Amazon Prime, very good with Titus Welliver in it. Um, Michael Connolly novels, very good. I think I will take Friends. I've watched. It's long in it. You're there a long time. You're stranded. And I've done the whole of it so many times and I used to come home from training put friends on fall asleep then have my dinner like for years and with Matthew Perry now RIP I think I'd want to take him with me Bosch friends and then probably want a bit of a bit of spice in like some sort of sport thing uh, all or nothing docos something like that there's quite a few of them now isn't there yeah, yeah. 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 the NFL ones are definitely better a football life's really good. You've watched a football life by NFL. They're really good by yeah. NFL films. They, they just tell, they tell the story of somebody's playing football life, but they're really, really good. Stranger Things. So. That. I've watched oh, that. Really haven't. I've watched that. And I'm real scared, scaredy cat as well. I don't like scary things. And but as soon as you know what it is, that like, you're all right. I they're really fancy Stranger Things. I probably might give, I must uh, give it a go. Is, is it decent? Yeah, it's awesome. I'll have to give it a go. We're, we're the same in our house. Friends is always on with the wife, but she's also discovered um, Grey's Anatomy. But she'll literally sit there and have a tea. And there's like open heart surgery on the screen. She's a fucking weirdo. My other half's watched Grey's Anatomy and started watching the whole thing, all 20 seasons of it's it. It's not for me. Yeah, I'm more of a heartbeat kind she, of guy. She, she, <laughs> me and green grass. <laughs> she reckons she could like crack a chest. You know, oh, you need to go under the fourth rib. And, you know. She's eating a tea. That's yeah. the bit I don't understand. She wants something nice and casual. You finish work. She looks after kids all day as well. So you think she'd want something really relaxing. No, I want brutal surgeries on my screen. See what Shepard's <laughs> up to today. Yeah. yeah. The other one in our house is uh, the US office. As I've clarified in previously, the UK office is the GOAT. But in terms of longevity and ease of watch, can't whack the US office. That's either that or Friends in our asses on. Similar to you. Smart. DTD TV shows. Folly Towers, 100%. Knew that was coming. Um, I've never really thought, because I've always kind of thought you want something jovial to keep you there. But like you say, with the series stuff, if you want a really good season, I think. And have you seen Banshee? Banshee's really good. Oh, Banshee's brilliant. Quality, yeah. Really, really good. Really violent as well. And um, I'm not a violent man, Greg. And then... Can I give you a suggestion I wish I'd put on my list? Yeah. Line you can change. I'll edit Line it. Of Line of duty, yes. I just, end up, that again. I just end up getting pissed off at the la- end of the last series. Yes. <laughs> Jesus, Mary and the Weezy. Yeah, and then we donkey. <laughs> yeah. We donkey. Yeah. That's lost on me. I've never seen it. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, you should watch it. What were you three? I haven't picked a third yet, but... Oh. We'll just go with two. He went with two. So. Maybe he's H. You never know. Oi. He could know be. About. Hologram from... Nah. You got another song yet? Not yet. I was busy thinking of TV shows in case <laughs> you asked me. <laughs> I told you you got a break from that. Oh, sorry. Films. Films, if anybody from the North East is listening. Um, I do like a, a superhero film. 
Uh, but There's would, a shitload to choose from now and all, isn't there? Yeah, but I think Watchmen still makes it for me, to be honest, because uh, it's like the dark side of being a superhero, which is, is pretty good. Uh, it's just horrible being put on the spot, isn't it? Sorry. Um, there's been some great films I've watched recently as well. And I, Top Gun. Classic. I'm just thinking of films to tell Not you. Not the now. new one, I'm assuming. I thought the new oh, one was quite I good. Know, when he you're, take, you're, he a, good. you're a Top Gun guy. He's just quite good. Yeah, it's good. It's, I don't, I don't, I'm agnostic towards that. To be honest. I'm just naming films so that this question ends. <laughs> really. <laughs> Shrek 3. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically our podcast, mate. Every yeah. week we just say shit until it ends. Yeah. We just keep going and going and going. Normally nonsense. Shawshank's got to be on there. Shawshank for me, yeah. Yeah, released straight to um, VHS, that. Didn't make it to the cinema because they thought it would be a flop. Incredible. And now it's a cult classic. Amazing. I'm sure Morgan Freeman's been in bigger films, but that is, is that has got to be his most iconic role. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah? Films yeah. are shit now, though, aren't they? Like, the, the classics are the better ones. There's not a lot of really good... No, no one's making Truman Show again, are they? Well, would you have already made it? Well, i mean? getting the kids into Jim Carrey. He's a genius. Brilliant. You can stage them through as well as they get older and they can watch more. Mm. Whatever. Because the what's the one where he, he has the episodes? Oh, where uh, Shutter Island. No. Me, myself, and Irene. Yes. Oh, sorry. You, and I didn't realise you were still talking about Jim Carrey. When you were saying episodes, he's like lost in his own mind, isn't he? That's, okay. what, that's what I thought you were talking about. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, the, uh, the the scene where he's uh, kissed by his sons, that's completely ad-lib. If you think, think of that scene, where he gets his sons to kiss him, it's completely ad-lib. Go back and watch it, it's, it's brilliant. Genius of Jim Carrey. He's also uh, Man of the Moon, which he's, he's genius in, about Andy Kaufman. Have you seen that? I've seen the doco behind it. Wow. Yeah, he goes almost too deep. That is method. Character, yeah. If you haven't seen both of those things, go check them out. They're un- unbelievable. Um... That's us, I think. Unless there's anything else from the boys, no. It was you want really, to ask? Really enjoyable, very enjoyable. Thank you for coming on and mate. Thank you for all. your time. Really Amazing, appreciate it. Really appreciate it, lads. A lot of fun. Um, but that's us, isn't it? Well, that concludes our Greg Bateman, whatever floats your goat, gone off on a tangent special. God, that was a lot of words. Uh, we have new episodes released every single Thursday, wherever you found us here. Our regular show is about an hour long, uh, full of nonsense, full of talking points from the world of sport and life and everything in between. Hope you can find us every week. Thank you for downloading. But no, mate, thank you so much for coming on. Really no, no appreciate problem. it. Uh, what's the website for the beer? Are we still going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh I haven't right. finished yeah. yet. www.peoplescaptain.co.uk Go buy some beer. Cheers, Greg. <laughs>